are listening to the talk show for professional web developers. This is the David Conley Show. Online at bcradionetwork.com. Hello, my little beauty. This is David Connell here from DCRadioNetwork.com. How are you doing, man? You okay? Everything okay? So good to have you here. Today I'm going to be talking about the PHP revolution. No, I'm not. I'm going to be talking about the PHP renaissance. That's the phrase that everyone is talking about. Haven't you heard? Haven't you heard? Let's go to Google right now. You're going to hear me typing. And I'm just going to do a little search for PHP and I'm typing and the screen has lit up uh, everyone's talking about the PHP renaissance why Laravel is taking the PHP community by storm ah. anyway I'm going to be talking about the PHP renaissance what it means to you and me what it means to the rest of us PHP developers, to those who are participating, to those who are thinking about it, and for the first time, I'm going to be putting this in the context of the other frameworks. Remember folks, as I was saying last time, this is not a technology war. Whatever you want to use is okay with me. And as long as you use that stuff in a spirit of peace, love, and positivity, then you'll be okay, alright? So this is just, you know, am I allowed to talk about technology? Hello! Would anybody mind if I talked about technology? Right, good. So that's the vibe here, okay? Now, the reason why I'm doing this show is because there's a lot of PHP people out there who kind of feel as if they are missing out on the party. Take CodeIgniter developers, for example. They have had kind of a hard time recently, or some challenges with Ellis Lab, giving the thing up, and blah, 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 blah. Haven't had too many updates, and people saying, oh man, CodeIgniter needs a complete rewrite, you know? And so, all the CodeIgniter guys, and all the cake people, and the, you know, all those other frameworks. What else, what else have we got? Kohana, and there's so many of them. They all feel left out in the cold because they're not part of the PHP renaissance. The ones who have the headline spots, of course, at the PHP renaissance gig would be Laravel, Symphony 2, and Zend 2. These are the new generation PHP frameworks. You'll hear me talking about the new generation frameworks. And basically what I mean is Laravel, Symphony 2 and Zend 2. And people are saying that this is the way that web development's gonna go from now on, or at least the way PHP's gonna go. Uh, and as I say, there's a lot of people who are kind of feeling left out in the cold. But don't worry, this is the message for you. Yes, indeed, coming straight from me to you. And I'm going to tell you everything that you need to know just so that you can make an informed decision. By the way, just a quick uh, edit here. If you haven't done so already, I would encourage you to come along to the Insider Club at insiderclub.org. Insiderclub.org. Just in case you haven't been there, the vibe is that there's tons of 
videos and whatnot, videos on technical stuff, videos on how to be a commercial web developer, how to get clients and all of that, how to find high-paying web development gigs. It's all there. There's a discussion forum. There's all sorts of stuff. Take the trip and please head on down to insiderclub.org. Okay, commercial over. So, the first thing that I think we need to be aware of, or the first thing that we need to consider is what is it that makes the new generation frameworks so different from everything else? What exactly is the big change that everyone's raving about, okay? Well, I think there's a few things that we could talk about, and I think there's a few things that the new generation guys would be eager to highlight. One of the things that new generation PHP developers or developers of the new generation frameworks are raving about is bundles. The idea of a bundle is that you can have a kind of app within an app, let's say a diary system or a forum or something, and you can very quickly take this and bolt it on to another website, almost like building a Lego model. And this has lots of developers very, very excited, and I think it's safe to say that this is one of the key features of the new generation frameworks, okay, bundles, right? Another feature of the new generation framework, which has everybody exciting, excited, is the fact that for the first time, PHP is starting to behave like a more grown-up language. And what that means is, well, it's basically this. PHP has had a lot of criticism over the years from other programmers or people who are into other technologies. And one of the criticisms of PHP has been that it's a complete free-for-all. So you could ask a hundred PHP developers to build a hundred online shops and you would probably have a hundred completely different ways of coding or completely different ways of building the site. And everybody codes differently in terms of syntax, right? So some people say print and some people say echo, you get the vibe, right? And there's also differences in terms of structure. Some people mix the code up and some people have a folder with all the database stuff and another folder with, let's say, you know, template files and stuff like that, okay? So with the new generation frameworks, we are starting to see real standardization coming in. Suddenly, people are agreeing on how things should be coded in terms of syntax, and people are also starting to make uh, fairly concrete decisions about how websites should be structured. In other words, what stuff goes into what folder, okay? Um, so that's something, again, which I think is a, a major selling point of the new generation frameworks. And the last thing which I can think of, which I think is a pretty major selling point, is that with the new generation frameworks, the Laravel, Symfony 2, Zen 2s, there's actually a, a lot of things which happen automatically. So you don't need to write tons of code for CRUD, you know, create, read, update, delete. You don't need to 
spend a lot of time on things which in the past would have been kind of boring and kind of tedious. The new generation frameworks basically come from a place which says, look, if you define what your database is like, if you can define the tables and how they relate to each other, uh, each other and all that stuff, then from that, the framework can very intelligently figure out what forms you need and how they're going to work and all of that stuff. And I think that's one of the major selling points of the Renaissance frameworks, you know, or the new generation frameworks. Now, I'm not on a crusade to say whether anything is good or bad, but I am on a crusade to enlighten all those who dare come my way. I want you guys to know the lay of the land and to, you know, I, I don't want to be on a crusade to for anyone to learn anything. I mean, listen, there's people in the Insider Club who swear by Ruby on Rails. They're having a great time. Fantastic. I tried Ruby on Rails. I hated the syntax. I just didn't like it. But it's all cool. We can all get along and have a good time, right? Use what you want to use. But just take on board an alternative perspective. And if that perspective is wrong, then sorry, you know, get in touch, let me know, and I'll offer a, an engraved royal apology. But here is my perspective. First of all, I was talking about the bundles thing and the whole, you know, you can just take parts and snap them on and all of that. If you have been using CodeIgniter with HMVC, then you will know that we've been doing this kind of thing for years and years. You know my friend Derek McLean, he's been on the show, he's been a guest, he's a Zend 1 developer. I mean, three, four years ago, we used to meet up and he said, man, I love all of that modular stuff that you CodeIgniter guys are doing. Ah, gee, man, I wish Zend could do that, you know? Can you believe it? So, it is true. We may not be calling them bundles. We may be doing things a bit differently. But actually, if you're talking about just kind of copying and pasting or bolting stuff on. CodeIgniter with HMVC was doing that a long time ago. And I'll tell you something else. With CodeIgniter, when you're using HMVC, you're not having to configure YAML files. You don't have to say which URLs are allowed and what they mean. You know, you don't have to uh, go through some configuration nightmare. When you look at an HMVC website and you take something like, I don't know, some app, a diary or something, most of the time it's just one folder with three folders inside. Controller, a folder that says views, and a folder that says models. It's true. Kind of, we're talking about pedigree HMVC, not HMVC with YAMLs, okay? Not HMVC with all stuff, other things to deal with, and you can figure that and make sure you have the latest version of PHD. No, with HMVC, it is thoroughbred model view controller stuff going on as soon as you get your head around the cluster thing. And I think, I actually think that uh, in a strange way, sorry, I have to type. I'm on a rubbish laptop here. 
and I have to type from a kind of um, the perspective of a purist fanatical lunatic there's a certain elegance to code ignited hmvc which is cool so i'm sure there's other frameworks and other ways of doing php which are also modular perhaps they don't use the word bundle but the concept is there you want something pick it up drag it take it to another site so that to me is no major news flash with or without the command prompt with or without composer forgive me forgive me your honor but i'm not that impressed with the composer thing the bottom line is codeigniter hmvc people were doing all of that stuff long before those other frameworks okay so there's point a right next point talking about standardization one of the problems with PHP is that as well-intentioned as the standardization methods or endeavors may be, I'm all over the place here, we are still a long, long way from having a unified PHP community. In fact, if you, if you go to Indeed Trends, we talk about this a lot, do a search for PHP, see how many jobs there are. You'll see that there's lots of jobs for PHP, but as soon as you break that down and you start saying, well, what about jobs for Zend? What about jobs for uh, CodeIgniter or even Drupal or something? Suddenly, there's hardly anything because the PHP community is totally fragmented, uh, totally broken into lots and lots of different factions. And I have to be straight, folks, I'm not optimistic about the prospects of that ever being solved. Being solved. My accent's everywhere here. I'm just not optimistic, man. I'm a bit cynical about that. And you know, maybe, I don't know. But it's something, something that might be worth thinking about. And the last thing that I was saying about... Um, the new generation frameworks, I said a minute ago that they do a lot of automation. So, you know, you declare the stuff, you configure the stuff, and then boom, you're there, you know, an instant autocrud. And this is kind of a big selling point. But again, I would say, well, hold on a second. The Yi framework, that's Y-I-I, appeared on the scene, it was either 2010 or 2011, I can't remember, but it had the that vibe going on and it was going on pretty well you could just set up the e framework hit the go button and immediately you'd have a fully functioning admin panel and if you wanted to have a crud and all of that maybe for users or something again just configure hit the go button and away you go so the e framework was doing this for a long long time as well so suddenly when you take this on board and when you have a familiarity of the php landscape suddenly i think that you have to look and say well what exactly is the the real difference what what exactly are the new generation frameworks bringing to the table now i have to be honest when i first looked at symphony 2 and I've had a look at some of the other frameworks. I've had a look at Zen 2, and I've very brief, briefly had a look at Laravel. There were certain things that, to me, 
did not really make any sense. And they were trivial things, but kind of annoying. For example, I couldn't understand why there was a sudden eagerness to get rid of curly brackets. If you take, for example, the templating systems, you know, we've got twig and blade and all that stuff, right? When those things are doing a loop, you won't see any brackets or when they're doing a for each, they'll be typing in end for each and all that stuff. And I thought, why on earth is that? It's like, you know, there's more character strikes and what was there something wrong with curly brackets? You can go in curly brackets, any old text editor can pick them up and you can count them and find out if you've missed any out. Curly brackets have been fine. Why? And I know it sounds trivial, but why on earth have we suddenly got this thing, curly brackets are uncool? It, it, it's strange. Didn't really make sense. And there was a few other things about the new generation frameworks which didn't really make sense to me. Why do we have to go through all of this configuration to get out of the starting blocks? Why are things structured the way that they are structured and so on? And where does this new dependency of the command prompt come from? Now all of, I mean, you know, five years ago everyone was using Dreamweaver and then everyone switched to Eclipse and NetBeans and all that. And now you look at a new generation PHP guy, they spend most of their time on the command prompt. Where did this suddenly come from? You know, I saw a post from Fabian of the Symphony 2 universe. Nobody ever says his second name, you'll notice on YouTube, no, they all say, and here he is, Fabian. It's like the man with no second name. And I think it's because everyone's scared to say his second name because they can't pronounce it. But I'm going to buck the trend. I think his second name is pronounced Patoncier. So Fabian Patoncier, I think that's his name. <laughs> I hope I've got that right. I think he's a really good guy. I think he's he's obviously as sharp as a tack. I mean, you know, his his left pinky knows more about web development than me. And I think it's great that Symphony 2 has a guy like him leading the way, right? And one of the things that he did uh, about a year ago is he built an interface, and I can't remember the name of it. I think it was called Sensio Desktop. And this thing allowed people to do all of that composer stuff and all of the command prompt terminal stuff and all that. But instead of going in and typing all that miserable command stuff, you know, CD and DIR and all of that, he actually built a nice software application that did all of this for you. And you open it up and it looks nice and everything's cool and you click and it's a nice comfortable shiny looking thing. And he put that out there. And I think he put it out there in an attempt to get the Type 2 developers on board. You know what that means, right? If you listen to this show. And the funny thing is, when he put that out, I remember thinking, man, that is so cool. What a great guy. And that's really awesome. Now, the app itself wasn't that good. Turns out it needed a bit of work. And, you know, it wasn't a great app. But, gee, the intention was fantastic. And I just thought, man, this guy is awesome. Thank you. Next thing I looked on Twitter, and there's people saying, yeah, yeah, that when's he going to get this right? 
We don't want less command prompt. We want more. You know, and everybody starts ridiculing him, you know. And uh, to me, that was kind of interesting, okay. But then, rather than get involved in the technological warfare, you know, folks, we don't do that anymore here, right? I thought to myself, well, what exactly is going on here? I mean, can we step back and take a bird's eye view on everything and see what exactly the lay of the land is? Folks, I have had the bird's eye view. I have seen the lay of the land. And right now, I'm going to tell you what nobody else has told you. Maybe you already figured it out, but I'm going to tell you anyway and confirm what you already knew. You see, the reason why there's, let's say, passion for command prompting, the reason why we're getting rid of curly brackets and all of that stuff, the reason why we're doing all of the configuration before we go out of the starting blocks and we're using these folders and declaring which URLs are allowed and which controllers should be called, the reason why we're going through all of that stuff is because the new generation frameworks are essentially doing a big impersonation of older, more established technologies. So that's the vibe. They're basically doing an impression of older, more established technologies. So if you take something like Python. Now, Python came out when Freddie Mercury was recording the Miracle album. Back in the 80s, he was alive and well. Okay, Python has been here for a long, long time, right? And you know something? Um, they've only just moved on to version 3. And actually, I think there's only like one book been written about version 3. Most Python developers are using version 2. So check it out, man. Released in the mid-80s and they're only on version 2. Kind of moving on to version 3. Now that, folks, is a very stable technology. That's, I mean, that's as stable as you get. And if you contrast that to something like Laravel, Laravel, it seems, was released two weeks ago. They are now in version 4. So the point is, to an average web developer sitting at home, playing around with technology, I don't think things like stability really matter that much, okay? I don't think it matters that much. But if you own a massive multinational corporation with thousands of jobs and homes and everything on the line, depending on all that stuff, stability is everything. Because without stability, then you have an entrepreneur-held hostage situation. Because if somebody builds something in a technology that has no stability, and then something happens to that developer, or the technology gets rewritten, then basically you are screwed, you know? That's, that's it. Tough luck. Too bad they changed it, or the developer left, you know? This is why commercial developers should be aspiring to build things which are not esoteric. There's my word of the day, okay? Obviously esoteric means only understood by a very small number of people. So we want to move away from that. Now, my 
school of thought is this, right? The, the logic behind the new generation frameworks is sound. It, it kind of, well, it does make sense, right? So they're thinking, let's standardize. Let's start behaving more like the more grown-up languages. And that will be cool. Let's not have people doing stuff that in the past they take ages doing. That's good. And I think that's perfectly logical. A couple of the things which, to me, are concerning, I mean, top of the list is rewrite culture, which I've spoken about. I've wrote about rewrite culture. I think it's an epidemic. Every seminar, every time you see the people behind the New Generation Frameworks talking, they cannot wait to rewrite the thing. And I'm not talking adding a new feature or tweaking this, a little incremental improvement. No, I'm talking complete rewrites. It's an epidemic, and I think it's actually ruining the PHP community. There you go, okay? So that's one challenge I have. But the other challenge is, if you're going to do an impression of another technology, why not just go with the other technology? You know, I mean, instead of trying to shoehorn PHP into this other way of doing things, doesn't it make more sense to just go with the thing that PHP is now aspiring to be or that the new frameworks are aspiring to be? Folks, these are just a couple of thoughts. Now, whatever you use, peace, love and vegetables to you. I'm not here to talk you out of anything, but I'll tell you what. I'll give you a funny little story because this really does shine a light on the vibe. You see, a few years ago, I had a web development company, not web, sorry, a web hosting company who hired me for SEO, right? Search engine optimization. They hired me and they said, could you go through the site, check out the source code, blah, 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 blah. I ended up getting them, I think, second on Yahoo in one month, which is kind of cool, right? And it turned out well. But in any event, I was looking through this hosting company's website, and I noticed that they had a really cool application going on. They had a thing that allowed you to check domain names. All right, no surprises there. And shopping carts, and then you could do all of that DNS stuff and MX records. You could click a button and install an entire database. You had support tickets and everything you needed to run a hosting company in this one customized app. Now, some of you folks have seen cPanel and Plesk and all of that. This was beyond all of that stuff. And this was customized. It was a really, really cool application. And I remember saying to the guy, man, this is absolutely awesome. Who built the thing? And the guy who was the head honcho of the company said, well, actually, I built it myself. And I said, wow, look at all the stuff this does. This is incredible. And it's all customized. I mean, it was awesome. I said, how on earth did you build it? And I was expecting him to say .NET or Zend or something like that, some heavy technology. The guy says, I actually built it with Peril. I was saying, Peril? Hang on a minute. Peril's like as old as the hills. Isn't that some Stone Age thing that they used years and years ago? Peril? You must be joking. The guy said, no, no. He says, listen, we are a hosting company. And 
because we're a hosting company, we are really vulnerable to attacks. I mean, people are just constantly trying to attack the website. So security is a really big thing for us. And in our opinion, Peril is much, much more secure than PHP. So we decided to go with Peril. And I thought, man, that's incredible. Now this guy, his name is Brian. He's out there writing really advanced applications, really powerful stuff, absolutely amazing applications, stuff that most of you folks wouldn't even attempt, to be entirely honest, right? I think that's a fair comment. Most of us would not even attempt this. And he's nailing that, and he's doing so with peril, old as the hills. The moral of the story is this, be Jimi Hendrix, don't be Roger Mayer. Who on earth is Roger Mayer? Roger Mayer is the guy who was Jimi Hendrix's tech, guitar tech guy. He was the guy who set up Jimi Hendrix's pedals and amplifiers and he had little soldering irons and he was doing all of the background stuff. But it was Jimi Hendrix who played the guitar, who produced the thing that people wanted. Do you hear what I'm saying? And when you go shopping for technologies constantly, saying, man, I need the newest framework, I need the newest thing, I need this, oh, yeah, man, yeah, new, yeah, rewrite, yay. You're, you see, whilst all you guys are going around doing that, guys like me are building apps. I mean, I'm building stuff here that works and stuff that actually generates revenue for people. Um, there's a show. There's a show, another podcast, called um what's it called again three devs and a maybe i've mentioned it before you know and it's a format for a podcast which is quite good and it's a format that i thought about doing in the past and i thought well that would be kind of cool you know and the three devs and a maybe podcast format is that each week they discuss a new web development technology you know a new thing and they go on the podcasts, and it's a perfectly good show, it's entertaining, and they talk about, well, this week I was trying, you know, blankety blank. What were you trying? And then they say, well, I was trying blankety blank. And every week, there's a new technology. Now, as I say, folks, I think that's a nice format. I enjoy the show, and I endorse the show, but that could never be me, and that could never be this show. Because, and please forgive me for being frank here, but whilst they're going around like people in a supermarket, choosing the new technology of the week, choosing the new flavor of the week, I'm building apps for call centers and selling them for five-figure sums. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm actually building stuff that people use. I remember going into first vehicle leasing one time and everybody's really depressed and I says what's going on and someone said well there was 15 people who got sacked from Saab today the Saab headquarters I'm talking about the car maker Saab <clears throat> and I don't even know if they're in business anymore but they were about eight years ago when this happened and I was like, man, that's a real drag. What, 15 people got laid off? Man, that's crazy. What happened? And they said, well, 
the the car manufacturer Saab, they had a new online application built, and the staff members were not using this thing properly. They were just ignoring it and basically neglecting the system instead of doing the thing the proper way. So fifteen of them get laid off, you know. And the thing that made that story kind of interesting for me is that I was the guy who built the application. It is true. I was the guy who built the application. You folks don't even know about this stuff. You folks don't get to hear hear this. I, I never come on and start talking about the stuff that I've built in the past. But the point is, I'm saying it not to show off and not to impress anyone, but to impress upon you that right now, there is a marketplace who are using applications. If you take, for example, the thing I was talking about there, that was just a PHP application and it tracked uh, vehicles. So when they went off the production line, you'd record it and it would fire a text message to the mechanic who would say it's getting sent here and it would fire a text message to him and blah, blah. But it was, a, it was basically a PHP application and I built it. And the last time I checked, it had 200,000 cars on it and I think it's being used by Vauxhall and a couple of other manufacturers. Now the point is, and again it's not to show off, it's just to say that this marketplace is there man. People are dying to have uh, guys like you or gals like you building cool apps, solving problems, producing stuff. And if you take the viewpoint that you're going to just wander around the supermarket aisles of the technology universe. And, you know, <coughs> for me, <coughs> oh gee, if you take that viewpoint and you're going to say, well, I'll have a little bit of this this week and I'll try this and this is the new flavour of the month and that's a new thing and this week I'll give this a go. I think you're missing out on the whole point of the gig, you know. The reason why we are here is to build cool stuff. And the big news flash, well actually that's not the reason we're here. I think it's we're here more, mostly to do with freedom of time and location. But the point is, this is turning into a rant. I think I'll just leave it hanging. Shall we just leave it hanging? You know where I'm going with this, okay? The point is, listen, you can build fantastic applications. I've got to take a swig of coffee here. Fantastic applications with pretty much any old technology, if you know what you're doing, okay? Get off the, you know, the, the bandwagon, you know? I mean, don't get me wrong, those technologies, the new generation frameworks are great. For me, for me, I'm going to probably just stick with HMVC Code Igniter and Python and Django. That's my combination, thank you very much. Now, um, with that being said, what do you want to talk about? Is there anything left to talk about? I don't know. A, f a couple of weeks ago, I posted a message here and I said that this could be the beginning of the end for the DC Radio Network. Now, I apologise for that and it probably won't be. Maybe I'm just an attention seeker. Maybe it was just a bad day, I don't know. But... It kind of came from a good place at the time, and 
before I go, I have to just say a few words about this because uh, the reaction has been severe. I've had emails from people and uh, some of the emails have been really positive and like, man, keep us going. I even had an email from Iran the other day and that's Iran for you Americans. And uh, that was really cool and I'm going to write back and thanks and everything's great. People seem to enjoy this craziness. Uh, but there's been a couple of kind of uh, slightly more concerned comments. On Sunday, the websites were down for a few hours, just a few hours. And I, I had emails coming in from people saying, man, have you pulled the plug? Are you walking? What's going on? You know, so it's, it's cool. Just relax, you know. It was just a server glitch. I'll give you the vibe before I go and make of it what you will. Basically, this show, the DC Radio Network, has had two distinct and separate identities. When it started off, this was an internet marketing show. That's what I was into. It was where most of my income was coming from. And this was something that I felt I had something to talk about. So I was talking about internet marketing for a long, long time. Nobody was listening, by the way. First year of this show, do you want to know how many people joined the mailing list after one year? 30. 30 people joined the list after a full year of babbling on, right? Shows you how popular I was. But then um, I started talking about web development and suddenly people seemed interesting. People seemed to... For some reason, they enjoy, they seem to enjoy it when I talk about web development. So, uh, if you take the Insider Club, it started up on July, and now there's, last time I checked, developers from 120 different countries have came on board, you know, and double opted in. People seem to enjoy the whole web development vibe. But... Uh, to me, to me, I, I feel as if there's kind of an identity crisis going on with the show because I have kind of said everything that I need to say about web development. I mean, thankfully, I've got guys like Steph Mischuk, who's talking about doing another show for me. I'm really excited about that. Derek's, Derek's thinking about putting something out. And I still have lots to talk about, but I don't know how much longer. I can talk about web development. I mean, what more do you want me to say, you know? I have done the gig, built hundreds of sites, probably thousands if you count collaborations. I've built sites that failed miserably. I've built sites that made millions. I've built big sites and small sites. I've pretty much gone round the block and I don't really know what more to say, you know? So... I'm kind of wondering if maybe, maybe, maybe this is just a certain version of the DC radio network that's coming to an end. I don't know. I don't know. I was talking to someone uh, there at lunchtime and I was talking and saying, man, you know, we're talking about this show. And I said, I don't know. You know, it's like I'm interested in if, if you talk to me in real life, 
I don't talk about web development that much. The truth is, the stuff that interests me is like politics and productivity and philosophy and conspiracy theories and, uh, you know, nutrition. And th This is all the stuff that I'm into. And I said, maybe I should talk about this. And a gal who I was with said, look, do not talk about that stuff. There's already tons of people talking about that, you know, keep talking about web development. So there you have it. I'm stuck in a web development prison cell for the rest of my life. Uh, so that was one of the things that's kind of been on my mind recently. And so w when I look ahead, can I continue talking about web development for the next two years or the next five years? Can I just keep on talking about it? I, I certainly don't want to just say, hey, a new thing came out this week. Have you tried, you know, the super duper DB? I don't know if I can be bothered with that kind of conversation. It's not me, you know. So that was kind of one of the things on my mind. However, there is an attention-seeking part of me which is very egotistical and very stupid, which actually uh, enjoys the attention and all that from being here. So, who knows? Maybe I'll probably stay here. Who knows? Anyway, that's the vibe. And I just felt that it was being kind of honest to tell you folks that. I wasn't trying to sell anything or cause any alarm or anything. I just thought I'd be honest and say what was on my mind, you know? So that's pretty much it. Listen, folks, thank you very much for being here. I do appreciate it. Remember, you are capable of incredible things. All your dreams can come true with just a bit of intelligent, sustained action. And remember, folks, in every bad thing that happens, there's always something good going on just under the surface. Stake, stake care? We're not staking care, we're taking care. Take care and stay cool. <laughs> stake care. Okay, bye.